Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm really, really excited for today's episode. We are going to be doing something different. So if you're new, welcome. And if you have listened before, welcome back. Over the past couple of months, I've been doing an aura reading on the key phases of the moon. So that's new moon, full moon, waxing, waning, that sort of thing. And it's been really, really fun. However, I've been rethinking, reevaluating just what I really want to use my voice for and how I want to use my voice. And I think that's always really important whenever you put out any sort of content because there is so much content out there. You know, we and it's so beautiful. We all have the opportunity to make our own podcasts, create our own art, um, share our writing, share our photography. You know, with social media, the possibilities are literally endless And because of that, because there is just so much content to consume, I think it's our roles, if you ever want to put anything out there, to always be, you know, rethinking, reevaluating and paying attention to what feels the most natural to you and what it is that you really want to use your voice to create more of, you know. So this morning I kind of set up to record this podcast episode and then we will dive into the actual content of this podcast. But for some reason, this really wants to come through. And so I was going to record this about an hour ago. And for some reason, when I was, you know, getting ready to record the recording software I use, it was updating and it was taking a really long time. And that's never happened to me before, right? So In my mind, I'm like, that's really interesting. You know, every single time I've set up to record, it's very, I have a really, really easy setup. You know, it's super, so, so easy. It's like, plug this thing in, you know, turn a couple of things on and, you know, bam, it's like kind of done. And so this morning I was wondering, hmm, why is it that it's literally taking forever for me to really set this up? And I mean, what it it boiled down to two things. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just sit a little bit longer before this podcast episode. And also it turns out I just needed to restart my computer so the software could update um, completely. But that's besides the point. When things like that happen, I'm always paying attention to, okay, maybe I do need to pause before I continue. And it was really useful for me because, so I've been really excited to record this series for a while And let me just tell you what it is. So today and over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be taking a deep dive into the way I understand the aura colors. And I'm really excited about that because, I mean, I believe that we all we all have, you know, very unique languages, very unique relationships with spirit, very, you know, and all of this is to say we all have very unique ways of understanding, you know, the mystery, understanding the universe, understanding the world that we live in, right? And so I'll probably preface this on every episode. I understand the aura colors in my own way. And I'm really, really excited to just take a closer look at how I observe and how I understand each color. And I always knew that I wanted to record an episode for every single color. I've known that for a couple of weeks, but I was like, you know what? There's something missing here. And right before I was going to record today when, you know, my computer and the software was just like being a little bit more slow than usual, I realized that before I put out any episode, and this is, you know, tying back into what I talked about before with always being conscious of the content that we put out, always being conscious of, you know, how it is that we use our voices, I understood that. I needed to reconnect to that first. So I did a little, you know, quick aura. It was like kind of quick, but quick for me anyway, because I can spend hours just on like one aura reading. But it was like a quick aura reading to kind of just touch base, you know, with myself about why it is that I, you know, continue to record, why it is that I love podcasting so much, why it is that I love this medium in general and why it is that I want to, record this series about the aura colors 
And to kind of like sum it up for you, you know, for me, the purpose has always been to build connections within our universal family. And that is, so the aura colors and what's so interesting about this to me is you can always tell when a language is really, really important to you or a healing modality. I say language a lot, but that's what I mean. So anything from like astrology, numerology, human design, um, like all those things out there, I, th- I already like tarot or crystals or essential oils or Ayurveda or um, the Akashic records, past lives, parallel lives, like all of that, like fun stuff. I don't know, even like extra dimensional beings, like um, if you can channel aliens or something like that, you know, or your way of connecting to the spirit world in general, you know, all of those beautiful things. What I've noticed is pay attention to what has healed you the most and then go from there. So, you know, in my kind of like mystical exploration. I've explored so many different languages, many of the ones I just listed. You know, there was a time and a place for them in my life where they were extraordinarily healing to me, but nothing has been up until this point because you know what, this always changes. Nothing has been more healing to me than learning about the aura and learning about, and you know what's so interesting about all of this is, you know, we all learn from like a teacher first or, you know, and the way I view this is, you know, everybody is a form of source. Everybody is a form of spirit. So we're always learning from spirit in so many multidimensional ways. I learned about the aura from a healer that I, oh, what do you say? Um, That I had a healing session with earlier this year and nothing has brought me closer to my spirit than the two healers that I had the pleasure of just learning from over the course of this year. And a lot of that had to do with learning about the aura. So for me, learning about the aura and coming to my own, and that's what I think is so important. So it's great. You know, it's wonderful to learn from different teachers and to kind of, I always think it's great to like learn and, you know, be inspired from like different people, different, you know, beings like all around us. And then at a certain point, you kind of need to come to your own understanding. You know what I mean? So so we're not just like all copying one another, you know, like we all have such a unique wisdom, beautiful wisdom that we are able to share. You just kind of have to take like the next step and kind of figure out, you know, what different things mean to you. And that's been very, very important to me. So that's why I'm really excited to share with you my interpretations of the aura colors and going back to what I was talking about before with, you know, my computer, just like needing to update my recording software and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I realized that, you know, the reason I'm doing this is not only because the aura colors have learning about the aura and the different colors, it's really helped me in understanding myself on a new level than it's far beyond anything, honestly, that I could have ever imagined. It's also helped me to feel connected to our universal family in general in a way that I also could not have imagined. You know, I feel like I understand not only myself, but everybody else in my life so much better through these colors. So that's why it's really special to me. And my aura healing reading this morning reminded me that the reason that I'm recording this is not because like I said earlier, you know, there are probably who knows how many podcasts about auras out there and like the different colors or so many different interpretations. So again, mine is not going to be exactly the same as anybody else's, but there's so much content out there. You know, you can learn about auras from anybody, right? My, and so that's why I wanted to get clear and kind of get grounded, which is going, oh, that's actually pretty good. Um, Get clear and get grounded in my intention before I recorded anything today. Because I, for me, it's so important to recognize that I am recording this series about auras in general so that just to facilitate, and this aligns with my, the entire mission of this podcast, if you want to read it in the podcast description and the imaginal space in general, it's always to facilitate a deeper connection to yourself, a deeper connection to the universe, source, God, spirit, creation, love, unconditional love, the mystery, whatever it is that you want to call it. 
and then our universal family at large. So just keep that in mind. And you know what? I might have, I might come up with like a cute little introduction just to like remind that that's like the intention in general for every podcast episode are those three different connections. So with all of that being said, let's get started. And before we do, I always like to do this, um, even even though it's like me just sharing about what I feel or not what I feel or what I've received about a certain color, I always like to take a pause, take a couple of deep breaths so you can set your intention or just set, the, set up the space for yourself. You know, it's a little bit different. Um, it's not an aura healing or anything like that, but I still really like doing it. So if you want to close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and then we will get started. Okay, perfect. So today we are going to be talking about the color red. All right. And I'm really excited to start out with red only because it's the color that I've had the, not the most trouble with, but I have felt absolutely the least connected to in the past. So I'm excited to kind of start out there. And one of the reasons why is, and this highlights what I was saying earlier. So I am the kind of person, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that I can't just be told information. You know, I have to feel it for myself in order to really understand it. So when in general, and so the theme, the overall theme for red is getting grounded, which again, perfect for today, because even before this podcast episode, I was like, okay, I have to get grounded in whatever my intention for recording is, because I feel a little bit disconnected from it, you know? With the holidays and everything, it's been a couple weeks since I've recorded anything. Everything's been so busy and there's just been so many new things popping up in my life. So I was like, before I do anything, get grounded first. Before I really came to my own understanding of red, I never understood what it meant to get grounded. And I hated when people would say it because I just didn't get it for myself, you know? Um, I started out, like I, when I was talking about different languages earlier, Um, when I started out kind of exploring the more, you know, the more mystical, like I guess spiritual, whatever, we're all inherently spiritual side of myself, I started out with the chakra system. And so that's why this is also really special to me because it kind of comes full circle. I don't think that, I don't think my understanding of the colors aligns with the chakra system whatsoever. I'm not an expert in the chakra system. I just find it so fascinating that that's where I really began this exploration. And then I'm kind of coming back full circle with a language that is somewhat related, not really. Maybe there's kind of like a forced alignment there. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, um, back to red and the concept of getting grounded. So all so the way I understand the aura colors is tied into the archetypes. So there are seven archetypes is that seven? Yeah, I'm, I'm counting correctly. <laughs> yeah, okay. There are seven colors, seven archetypes per color. And so the way I understand it is the different archetypes, I've talked about them before in this podcast. Um, they are how I read the aura. They show up as different colors for me. So for example, we can start with the flame. And so what's interesting to me is Think of the archetypes, the seven archetypes, as like a little family, you know? The family has like a theme, like a central theme to it. So again, red is getting grounded. And then think of every single archetype, you know, every member of the family as like a, it's just like a different flavor, you know? It's like a different dimension of getting grounded. So I think that'll become more clear as I just like talk about them a little bit. But yeah, let's start with the flame. So I can't remember, you know, which cards have really shown up on this podcast before. So I'm just going to act as if, you know, you've never heard of any of them before. Just like make it a little bit more simple. The flame is always the flame in connection with red is about getting grounded and getting clear with your spirit and just kind of connecting. So it's kind of like 
your inner flame, your inner fire, your inner spirit and connecting to that. And I've always, so again, I, before kind of coming to my own understanding of the aura colors, I didn't really understand what it meant to get grounded until now, which is why I'm excited to talk about this one first. So for me personally, getting grounded has always meant getting clear in my spirit's intention. And so that's why the example that I gave of earlier is absolutely perfect. So before I do anything, before, um, not anything, you know, I sometimes I just like to eat lunch without like checking in with my spirit first. Um, but before I do anything creative or anything where I'm like putting my voice out there, I like to kind of just take some time to get clear and understand how it aligns with the intention of my spirit. And that's kind of the energy of the flame. So for example, the light expression of the flame is mental clarity or um, being clear in whatever your spirit's intention is. And I would say the shadow expression of that, it's kind of the opposite. You know, being a little bit cloudy, maybe being a little bit unsure or being a little bit just disconnected you know, from your inner flame, from your inner light, from your inner spirit in general, you know? So light expression is being connected to that, being very clear, being very intentional. The shadow side is kind of being unintentional, not knowing what your intention is, kind of just floating around, not really knowing what to do. So I love the flame with red because I think that's really important to do. Again, not like every single time you want to make a sandwich, but in today's world when, you know, we have so many opportunities to share our spirit. Like, okay, for example, I share my spirit. We all share our spirit. What am I talking about? We all share our spirit in so many different ways. You know, this is just one way. Podcasting is just one way for me. Writing is just one way for me. Um, we share our spirit through relationships. And there's actually a fun card in that, um, a fun card about that later that we can talk about. Maybe we can talk about next. I don't really know. Um, we'll just see where um, everything kind of takes us. But yeah, you know, we share our spirit in so many ways. So it doesn't just have to be through like podcasting or writing or um, creative creativity. I mean, everything is kind of an act of creation if you think about it. Um, we share our spirit in relationships. We share, and maybe honestly, every you can really think of everything as a relationship, you know? Um, but there's so many, like, so with everybody that you meet. And so when I say relationship, I mean anybody you have like an interaction with. So whether that's you're sharing your spirit with your family, you're sharing your spirit with your friends, um, romantic relationships, um, or I don't know, somebody you just kind of come into contact with in the grocery store. All of those are opportunities to share your spirit. And so all of those are also opportunities to get grounded and get intentional about, you know, how it is that you want to share. I don't know why that's coming through for now or coming through right now because I've never honestly received that message with the flame before, but that just seems to be really, really important. The flame is also your vitality, you know? So if we are kind of going back, I've been using the flame synonymous with your spirit a lot. Um, but let's think of it as like an actual flame for a second, you know? So um, maybe not necessarily a candle flame because those can just like kind of keep burning on their own. But think of it as like a fire, like a more like, um, I don't know, like a campfire. You know, when you have a campfire, you you have to get it started. You have, I haven't been camping in a while, but you have, you have to like get it started. Sometimes you have to like throw some newspaper in there, you know, to keep it burning. You have to like move around the logs just to like make sure that the fire remains big and bright. So the flame is not only how you share your spirit, but also just like how you kind of like tend to that inner flame or that inner campfire, you know what I mean? And kind of, and red, I really, so red, again, the overall message of getting grounded is being conscious that you need to tend to that inner flame, you know? So a good example, for me, a big part of, you know, tending to, so it, it kind of begs the question, how do you tend to your spirit? You know, how do you keep that fire going? For me, it has a lot to do with my voice and it has a lot to do with writing in general. 
So over the past couple of weeks, haven't recorded as much and because I'm just learning how to balance a bunch of new things in my life. And you know what? That happens. You know, we're all human. You know what? It is what it is. And so a large part of getting grounded in your spirit is kind of learning, you know, how it is that you tend to yourself, how it is that you keep your own vitality alive so that you can share with others. So that's kind of like a two-step process, right? And then we're not even like linear, but maybe it goes in like a more of like a circle. So, you know, the more you can keep your own fire alive, the more that you can share your spirit with others. And then that kind of feeds back into you. So it's kind of like a loop in like a very interesting way, but that is... So I'm just going to do like a short introduction to every single one um, that's in kind of like the red family. And that is the flame. So the flame getting grounded in your spirit and getting grounded in, you know, how you share your spirit. That's interesting. So next we have the temple. And I love the temple and red because, okay, so red is, is getting grounded if there was like, I have like one key phrase for every single color and red is always is about getting grounded, but red is also about home, you know? So the flame. So if we were to talk about home for a minute, you know, the flame is, you know, it, it is getting grounded in your spirit and it's finding a home within yourself and, you know, tending to the home within yourself and, you know, making sure that you keep the fire going and making sure that, you know, the fire is burning bright. And if it's not burning bright and if it's not burning in the way that you want it to, then, you know, looking around and like saying, you know, what can I do? What can I do to tend to the fire? What can I do to, you know, add like a healthy fuel to the fire? You know, that kind of stuff. So it red is about getting grounded, but it's also about home. And the temple, the temple really echoes this message of home Because the temple is about sacred spaces everywhere. So that's just what I want you to think about in terms of the temple. So I remember over a year ago when I was just getting, you know, used to the deck and the temple was one of the first cards that I ever, that ever came through. And I really loved it because it, what it highlights is, you know, this world is your sacred space as much as you are open to everything being a sacred space. And I thought that was really important. So for example, when I was younger, I would go with my family to church. And so church was kind of the sacred space. Church was the sacred space you go to once a week. Um, You know, you set aside like a specific time. Um, I think church started like 930 when I was a kid. Um, So like from 9.30 to about noon that uh, I don't even know, I might be making that up. Who knows? But I haven't I haven't been to that church in a really long time Um, anyway. But that was kind of that's like it was like the sacred space. The sacredness was in a container, if you know what I mean. It had like it had like a time and it had like a physical location. So Sunday, 9.30 to about noon in this specific building that is the sacred space, you know? And what I find so interesting about that now, what's coming through now is when I was actually younger, so I went to two different churches when I was younger. Um, And one of the churches I went to when I was probably in about middle school, they were building a new church. So yeah, I think like middle school to high school. So they wanted to essentially just like move. I don't, I don't even know. I'm not even explaining this well. And it's actually very simple. Basically they were building a new church. It was a huge project, right? So for a really long time, we actually had the church service at our middle school. And when I told people that I went to church at my middle school, they were really, really confused. You know, they were like, wait, how is, you know, and it was held in um, two spaces. So they had like the church for adults in the just the middle school auditorium. And then they had the like youth um, services either like in the cafeteria and then they would break out into different classrooms, you know, and they needed just so they used the middle school because they just needed a really large space while they were building the new church. And then the new church was amazing when they finally finished. But again, super big project. So for years, Instead of going to like a typical church, I went to the middle school and people were really confused by that. And 
I remember, I think it was my mom, you know, saying, because I was, I was even like too young to kind of question it. It was like elementary school, middle school. Like it just, for me, I didn't think anything of it. But I do believe it was my mom that reminded me that it's not the physical space. It's the community that creates the sacred space. And so that was kind of my now what's coming through now is my first introduction really to the temple archetype, which reminds us that this world is your sacred space. So while that other church was being built, while they were working on that new project, we could have had church anywhere. It could have been at the middle school. It could have been at the high school. Um, It could have been really at any building that could have contained, you know, the entire community. The, what made the whole experience sacred was not necessarily the building. And I know some, I mean, some people really like that. Some people really like, you know, that very specific, you know, intentional sacred container, but that's the point. It's the intention that you bring, you know what I mean? So we brought our intention to the middle school at the time, and that's what made it a sacred space, you know, for those several years while the new church was being built, you know? So the temple, that's that's basically the temple archetype, is making, is reminding us that home, the our sacred spaces, that can really be anywhere. It depends on how open your mind is. So for me, for example... A really sacred space for me is, I know how basic this sounds, it's nature, you know? So especially during the pandemic uh, that is still, you know, very much alive, very much ongoing, nature has been my sacred space, you know? So I've said it before, I've been so, so fortunate that, you know, where I was during the thick of the uh, pandemic, um, you know, during this year, during like winter and spring, I was really, really lucky to be able to come home and that there's so much nature around me. I live in a really small, my hometown is a really, really small town, um, tons of green, you know, so my sacred space was this garden, you know, so anytime that when, well, this was when like things like kind of calmed down a little bit, And they allowed people to like go outside and, you know, whatever. So anytime when I really needed it, my sacred space was this garden that was like a 20 minute walk from my house. You know, that's the energy of the temple is realizing that literally and also anything could be sacred to anyone. So that garden, for example, and it really just depends on perspective. So that garden could mean literally nothing to you know, just like a person that's been to that park before and they're like, oh, what a nice garden. And for me, that garden was just, it just held so much space for me, especially over that period of time, you know? So anything could be, or there, I mean, the garden is within like a larger park and there are actually several spots that are like really special to me. So there's the garden and then there's like a section with like three trees that I really like to sit And then there's a special spot by the pond. Um, And then there's like a special, also another special spot by some wildflower field thing. You know what I mean? And those are all spots that other people might pass by. And it literally means absolutely nothing to them, but it means the world to me, you know? So, and then I'm sure I pass by spots, you know, that people find incredibly special and incredibly sacred to them all the time. And it literally doesn't mean anything to me, but the potential. So the potential is what's really important. The potential, you know, for sacredness is there if you just bring your intention. And that's the energy of the temple. It's, you know, getting, not only getting grounded, uh, you can kind of get grounded in your spirit anywhere, but also you can kind of find your home anywhere. So that garden is a really good example of my mini home away from home. You know, I felt like it was home there. Or uh, also a good example, um, when I was at school, um, I went to school in like a, what is it? Like a town outside of like a larger city. And there wasn't a lot of, there were like, there was like one mini garden there, which I also loved. It was called the Shakespeare Garden. And so when there were times when I felt really just disconnected, you know, from kind of going back to the flame archetype, disconnected from my spirit, like I needed a reset. I would either go to the Shakespeare garden or there was a botanic garden, like a 25 minute drive away, you know, 
that botanic garden, that was my sacred space, you know, for those four years that I was at school, you know, whenever I needed a major reset, whenever I needed to kind of make my way home again in my spirit, whenever I needed to get grounded in my spirit again, I would go to the garden, you know, so the temple is the energy of, you know, finding your home, finding your sacred space anywhere. You can get grounded anywhere. I'm giving a lot of nature examples. Um, It really doesn't need to be like that. For some people that might be the kitchen. You know, I've met so many people that are just like brilliant, absolutely brilliant in the kitchen or like they like for them, like cooking is like their meditation and that's like their special space. You know, for some people, it's the kitchen or I don't know, um, my room, actually, my bedroom is a sacred space to me, you know, um, and, and it's always been that way. You know, it's always been the space where I'm like, this is my space. This is where I feel safe, you know, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it could literally be anything, literally anything if you kind of keep your mind open to it. So that's actually a really good transition. So we have two energies so far, the flame getting grounded and finding a home within your spirit. And then the temple is getting grounded and realizing that you can find a home in literally any physical space. Next, we, and I love this one. I really loved that this one showed up for red. So we have the mirror. And so this is getting grounded and realizing that you have a home within each other. And so let me like explain that for a little bit. So the mirror, the way I understand the mirror is personally is it kind of flows with the understanding that we all have a little bit like a little piece of the universe inside of us. So we all have source inside of us or we all have spirit inside of us. We all have God creation. You get the point. Um, So for example, me and you, you know, we're both mirrors for each other because we all have that little piece of the universe inside of us. We all have that little piece of the mystery inside of us. Even though we look different, we're still mirrors for each other, you know? So, and this actually speaks to one of the reasons why I really loved about learning about aura colors in the first place, because aura colors are like a special multidimensional mirror you know, of what it is that we have to, you know, teach about each other and what it is that we have to show one another and what it is that we can learn from one another and our own spirits. So a really, really good example actually is, and this helps me to get grounded really, really easily. So going back to, do you remember that little little story I told you about the, how special the chakra system is to me? Um, just because it's one of the first languages I ever learned. So the reason it's really, really special to me is it was the first, um, what's that book? Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Mace. So brilliant book. She's brilliant. I've listened to like all of her like um, audio book lectures. She's so amazing. I really, really like her. Um, And she kind of you know, ignited this whole self-exploration in the first place. So she's like one of my first major teachers. Um, Her, there was a quote, I want to say two chapters in. Yes. Okay. So there was a quote, two chapters into the book. And it was, it was very, very simple. It was just about how different people come into your life at different times to reveal something about you. And so in a nutshell, and I'm really, really paraphrasing because I promise you, I read this, oh, I read this passage like four years ago, but I've literally never forgotten it. And it was literally the first time I was ever introduced to a concept like this. So, um, but basically, yes, the passage was about if somebody is triggering you or upsetting you in any way, it's simply highlighting something within yourself that you need to look look at, you know? And again, it's so, that seems like such a simple, basic concept now that I've like taken like a deep dive and like learned so much since then. But I remember reading that and I just, I got the chills and tears came to my eyes and I was like, I feel like I just like understand. Okay. So that's why the mirror being a red is so special to me because that always grounds me instantaneously, you know? So whenever I forget 
or whenever I do need to like kind of get grounded and like come home, I always remind myself that literally everyone and everything and every single being around me is mirroring me in some way. And that might sound kind of like egocentric. I promise it's, <laughs> and that's why it's really important to add this layer of it. It's not because they're like, I'm like the center of the universe or anything like that. Um, it's because we all have the universe within us, you know? So everything, every single person, like we can keep, I, I don't know, people, every single entity, life form, et cetera, is literally mirroring the creation, the spirit, the God, the universe that is within me, you know? And so every single, you know, like, for example, if we just stick to person. So every single person that I meet is an emanation of source. And that just grounds me straight away. So does that make sense? It's less about, you know, like, oh, like, I mean, I guess there's like two layers to it, right? There is the layer of, you know, every single person, every single, you know, form of life that I interact with, there is something to be learned, you know, because we all have a unique wisdom within us, right? So that's like one part of it. And then the other part that the mirror reminds you of is that every single person you see is sacred, you know? And since I have the universe within me, they have it within them too. And so that's just a great grounding reminder. You know what I mean? So that's, I love the mirror for this because it, again, we have the flame finding the home within your spirit, getting grounded within your spirit. We have the temple, you know, finding, you know, a home in sacred spaces, sacred, there are literally sacred spaces everywhere and realizing that you can get grounded in, you know, sacredness in your spirit, literally anywhere. If you kind of open up your mind, you know, wide enough. Now we have an example kind of within the same vein of any person or any form of life, everything, literally everything is a mirror for you. That is also an opportunity to get grounded and to get grounded in the knowing that we are all connected. And there's two very special cards that I guess we don't have to go in order. There is no order to this. I don't even know. Um, that's actually, you know, we can talk about that now. So there are two cards that re go really, really well. I mean, all the cards kind of go well, well together within this red family. Um, we have agape and the one. So kind of moving a little bit away from the mirror. So the mirror is just the understanding that, you know, the source that is within me is within you. And that's being mirrored. Like there is no, the mirror is so interesting because, okay, so pretend you're looking in an actual mirror for a second. When you look in the mirror, you know that the reflection isn't separate from you. You know, that is you. And so the mirror, the archetype reminds me and is just like a beautiful reminder that since we're all, our, when you consider our true if you, if you do, because I know this is like not necessarily for everyone, but since this is what I believe, it's kind of the only way I know how to explain it. Um, I do believe that we are all composed of unconditional love. We all are, we are all composed of creation. So, and that is our true identity. So that to me, the mirror is one of those cards that helps, you know, me to get simultaneously grounded in the unconditional love within me, which is being reflected everywhere. So it, it kind of reminds you that no matter where you look, the unconditional love that is within yourself is within everyone and everything else. And that's also the message of agape. So agape is also a really, really special card to me. It does translate to devotion to unconditional love. And anytime this card has come up, it brings this message of, devoting it is devotion to unconditional love but in in the way that I've kind of gotten to know this energy it's not only devotion to unconditional love in general but it's devotion to the unconditional love everywhere so for example if I'm like and this goes really well with the mirror so if I am let's just say talking to my sister you know love my sister to death she's literally my favorite person on this entire earth um, do anything for her. So this is like very easy to see. And then we'll go to like a different example after. But 
what Agape calls you to do, and this is why I love it for Red and for like this, the Red again, it's the theme of getting grounded. It's the theme of home and it's the theme of family. And we're going to get to the theme of family um, with the next card that comes through. Um, but yes, so if I'm like having a chat like with my sister or something, Agape would remind me that no matter, you know, what she's saying or how she is acting to remember the unconditional love within her first and to put that first. So, I mean, that's like for our like human minds, that's like really easy to do with somebody that we love and someone that we cherish. Um, going back to the mirror example of like, okay, if somebody is triggering you, if somebody's upsetting you, that has something, then there's like something that they are, are revealing about yourself, you know? That's the energy of the mirror. And that goes really, really well with agape as well. Because, you know, when I was younger and I didn't, I had no concept of any of this. And you know what? That's the beautiful part about the archetypes is that there's still so much to learn all the time. It's like you're never done learning, you know? So any, and we're all human, you know, and that, I think that's like a great message with red too, especially with the mirror is to remember that we are all still human beings, you know, and to never forget that. So different people are going to upset us at different times. You know, what we get upset by, it varies, you know, from person to person. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really, traffic doesn't bother me. I have a couple of friends though, just that just get really triggered in traffic and they really hate traffic, you know, different, there's something different for everybody. You know, there's like something to unlock, you know, different dimensions of literally everyone. And that's just like how it is. So, you know, for example, um, like fam, okay, you know, it's the holidays. Let's talk about family. We all have that like one family member for the most part that just like can just trigger us like on another level, you know? And, you know, I have a family member like that. And like, at the end of the day, I'm like, wow. You know, when I think about how much I've learned, you know, from them kind of through the mirror archetype. And what's interesting to me about that family member is agape is the main, it's the main energy within the aura of our relationship. And that family member has taught me so much about no matter what someone's doing or, you know, how they're speaking or, you know, however they are acting, you put the unconditional love within them first. You know, you, it's the card of kind of like the healer, but the healer is not a red. It's a little bit later. It's the card of devoting yourself again to the unconditional love within you and in, you know, within the context of the mirror and red within everybody else as well. And so not forgetting that they are unconditional love as well. And that has been so, so important. And I didn't fully, and again, the archetypes are always teaching me something and I didn't fully realize the power of that lately, which is probably why I'm only recording this today. Even though I was like, I wanted to record this weeks ago, but you know, it is what it is. You know, things always come kind of at the right time. That's really, really important to remember. And that has, again, that's one of the concepts that ha just brings me again, more grounded, going kind of going back to the flame, more grounded in my spirit than anything else. It gives me the most, more clarity than anything else. And so what's beautiful about the mirror and agape in general, and then we're going to go to the one, because the one is also a beautiful card for red. Um, actually, we can talk about that now. So the one is, for me, the card of like, of the understanding that this world is your universal cosmic family. So I love, again, red is the theme. It is the theme of not only, you know, home and groundedness, but it is the theme of family. And so the mirror, and then we have agape. The mirror and agape is realizing that the understanding that, you know, we are all, we are all kind of like family members in a way. You know, we all have something, we all reveal the love within one another. And it's something that transcends, you know, like being kind of humanly or physically or like blood related, you know? So red here is really challenging us to kind of push beyond our definition of like what is home, how we can get grounded and what our definition of family is. It's what's coming through. 
And there's also the, this message here of what we can offer the family. So going back to the flame really fast, you know, the flame I talked about earlier, it's not only about, you know, understanding your own vitality and understanding how you can cultivate and like hold space for your own vitality, but it's also how you, the intention to which you share your vitality and the intention you share your spirit with others. And so that actually goes really, really well with the gem. So the gem is the card of understanding your unique gift. And I love the gem. The gem is a really, really beautiful card because it speaks on and it reminds us that we all have a very unique multidimensional gift within our souls, within our spirits that nobody else has and that nobody else can uncover except you. So good example is what I was talking about earlier with how, you know, I first, I was introduced to auras in general by an amazing healer. And that's when I kind of first started learning about aura colors. And I really enjoyed learning from her. She's so brilliant. You know, she channels everything. And what I was most inspired by, you know, for her was, I mean, not only the um, the healing that she, you know, gave me and how she held space for me. I mean, that was quite amazing. And again, that made me feel more connected to myself than anything that I had received up until that point, right? That was absolutely an incredible experience. But what also really, really inspired me was that all of, all the way that she understands the aura and the way that she understands the different colors is 100% channeled. It is basically unlike anything else I've ever seen. With And then there's like a couple of like similarities. You know, I think we all know that like red, I mean, if you know anything about the chakra system, again, not an expert or anything like that. Um, but if you've heard anything about the chakra system or the aura colors, you know, red in general is, it is about like getting grounded, you know? But what I loved about her was she had her own flavor of what it really means to be grounded. You know, for her, I think... Um, Getting grounded had a little bit more to do with like nature and, you know, your ancestors. And so the way she described red was a little bit different and I thought it was beautiful. But again, what she inspired me to do was figure out red for myself, you know. And so for me, you know, red here is a little bit more leaning towards, you know, what is your idea of home? You know, what is your idea of sacred spaces? What is your idea of family? And then really bending, I'm like doing something really weird with my hands right now, but really bending and really stretching that beyond its capacity. You know, so the flame, finding a home within your soul, finding a home within your spirit, the temple, everywhere could be your home. And then the mirror, everyone can be your home. And what I really love is that, you know, home does kind of start with finding a home within yourself, you know, and the reason I say that, again, you can interpret this world however you like. I personally do believe in, you know, the universe, God, source, creation, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All of those, you know, synonyms. Finding a home or a uh, perfect um, agape, unconditional love. So red is like it's finding a home within unconditional love. And the beautiful thing about unconditional love, agape is a huge, 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 huge initiation card. Unconditional love is everywhere. So agape, unconditional love is, you know, in your spirit, which is the flame. Unconditional love is what creates sacred spaces, you know, that intention, you know, and this world, you know, with the way that I understand, you know, agape, again, agape is, you know, syn synonymous, you know, in my practice with, um, with, you know, spirit, with source, you know, you get the picture. Um, but to continue this world is made of unconditional love. And so when it's kind of like when you get grounded in unconditional love, when you find a home within unconditional love, your home is everywhere, you know? And so then we have the energy of the shapeshifter, which kind of, it, it is another um, archetype that's red. What's coming through for the shapeshifter right now is the reminder that, um, especially with agape and the shapeshifter, unconditional love changes form. You know, so, and that goes really well with the message from the mirror. So unconditional love, since, you know, again, in my belief, that's what this world is composed of. It's weaved in everywhere and everything. So it's not just the trees and, you know, nature and people, you know, it's in all of the, everything that people, you know, everything that we create, 
you know, going back to what I said earlier, it's really, really important now, you know, in an age where there's so much content to reevaluate why you put out there, you know, what you put out there, you know, and to create whatever it is that you're creating with an intention of love, you know, and everything that, so this podcast, um, other podcasts, and there's not, um, and this is really important to note too, because this is the energy of the shapeshifter at work. Unconditional love is literally everywhere. It's in the spaces and the places that you do and you don't expect, you know? So there are, um, and I fell into this trap when I was first, you know, exploring, you know, the more mystical side of things and thinking that there was only love in certain places. It's literally everywhere. So in the podcast, you know, created by the New York Times or in podcasts, you know, about sports or in podcasts about like health and fitness or, and I'm just using podcasting as an overall example, there is unconditional love in all of those because we are unconditional love and then we create from that space always. You know, it's just whether you're conscious or unconscious of it. You know what I mean? So, um, so as, so for example, you know, acknowledging the unconditional love within myself when I was younger and, uh, Ooh, great example. So I just decorated the tree with my mom. Uh, we celebrate Christmas. Um, so we have a Christmas tree and I was decorating it with my mom and we have a mix of like newer ornaments. And then we also have the ornaments that like my sister and I made in preschool you know, so the really terrible ones with like the painted macaroni and has like our photo on it, um, like kids crafts, you know. So that's just a good example of how unconditional love can look like anything. And that's the energy of the shapeshifter within the red family. You know, it doesn't look it's not like, quote unquote, like spiritual. It doesn't have to look like that. Since we are unconditional love, we are always creating unconditional love, you know, so those kooky little ornaments that I would make when I was younger, those come from unconditional love as well, because I am, you are, we are all unconditional love. You know what I mean? So I love that um, for the shapeshifter. Um, And I brushed upon the gem, but the gem also getting grounded, finding a home. Oh, that's what I was saying earlier. So again, you know, I started learning from about auras from like a certain person realized like, wow, all of her information is channeled. That's so cool. I want to learn, you know, just by channeling for myself, you know, that's kind of the energy of the gem a little bit. You know, it's this energy of getting grounded in our own unique gifts, because if we don't, they can't be expressed, you know? So going back to like this We all have this unique, you know, multidimensional, infinite dimensional gem within ourselves. And that's not something, in in my understanding, it's not something that's ever repeated, you know? So, for example, the way that I'm interpreting red now, honestly, if I were to record this podcast episode like weeks ago, it would have been different. And if I recorded it in a couple of weeks, it would also be different. Even if I recorded it later today, it probably would have been different. The point is only I can record this specific podcast episode about the color red. You know, nobody else can necessarily come up with the same interpretation, you know, as me, you know, and that's just what we are. We're all like kind of like unique kaleidoscopes in that we all have that unique, like multidimensional perspective. That's the energy of the gem. And that's, it's so important to also get grounded in the energy of the gem because nobody kind of like it kind of echoes the message of the flame nobody can get grounded in your energy like you can nobody can you know share your spirit in the same way that you can and we all and that also goes ties back into this idea of family so I didn't really talk about the one but let's talk about it now so the one is the card of this world is our universal cosmic family. It's the card of non-duality. So kind of going back to the mirror and agape, you know, the understanding that, oh, the mirror agape and the shapeshifter, really understanding that everyone and everything that you interact with, that's you in another body. That's you as unconditional love in another body. That's you as unconditional love in another form, you know, even though the form is always changing. And that's what's cool about the mirror and the shapeshifter and agape is you're always learning about unconditional love. It's like, it's 
it's so weird to explain. You know, non-duality is so interesting to try and like put into words. Um, but it's like unconditional love, learning about itself through all of these different forms. That's agape, the mirror and the shapeshifter at work, you know? And so the one also echoes this message. It is non-duality of we are all as one universal family learning about unconditional love, which is learning about ourselves. So, you know, when I'm with a person, again, even if it's at the grocery store, I'm learning about unconditional love through them. Again, with the energy of the shapeshifter, they might not look like me. They might not sound like me, whatever. It doesn't matter. And that's also the energy of agape is taking the time to ground into this idea of putting the love, putting the unconditional love within anyone or anything that you meet first and understanding that, you know, before you interact with anybody, you know, and that's what transforms this world into your sacred space with the temple or transforms this world into your home. You know, everybody is everybody. It's okay. So red is kind of like this world is your home. This world is your family, you know? So that's the mirror and the shapeshifter. Um, And then there's also the gem and the flame, which is the understanding that you are your home, you know, your soul is your home, your spirit is your home, you know, I love the one because again, it reminds you that everyone here, it's kind of like this energy of we're all on the same team. That was like one of the first down. I mean, I probably received so many downloads before, but I wasn't really paying attention. This was one of the first downloads I really ever received that I was really paying attention to came from the one, which is every single, we are all one family and we're all revealing different things about each other. We're all teaching each other. We're all revealing the unconditional love within ourselves. We're all one family. That is the energy of the one, you know, there is no separation. Um, And I don't know, that card's always been very, very beautiful to me. And that's always kind of brought me back down. Like whenever I get too much in my head, um, whenever I, you know, kind of just, yeah, whenever I get too much in my head a little bit or when I'm overthinking or when I feel really, really disconnected from myself, that always brings me back. Or when I'm nervous about something, that always brings me back. You know, just that idea that, you know, what we're all, we're all working on the same team here. And that depends on your language a little bit. You know, um, I kind of under, I came to that understanding, you know, again, through the understanding that we all have unconditional love within us. You know, we all have source within us, you know? So for me, it's very easy to conceptualize in that way that, you know, what we're all, we all have a soul and on a soul level, we're all working together to kind of co-create this reality. And I know that sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo, um, but that's what makes the most sense to me. And that's why it's really important to like, you know, always investigate deeper and find your own language. But that is, those are all of the cards for red, you know? And again, this is why I encourage, so like for me, I have like a little bit of a different understanding of red. It's like a little bit of a different flavor. And again, every single archetype brings its own flavor, you know, to the color. But that's why it's really important to like come to your own understandings in general, you know, because this might have made no sense to you. Um, this might have, you might have been like, what is she talking about? This isn't red. This isn't aligned with, um, what is it? The root chakra. The root chakra is red, right? Right. Okay. Doesn't matter. You know, it, for me, this is how I personally understand red. And if anything, I would hope that this like inspired you to find your own understanding of red, you know? So again, this is how my concept of home. So just, you know, tying everything together. What these different archetypes have revealed to me is that my concept of home, my concept of family, and my concept of getting grounded has way more to do with a higher power than I thought. And you know, what's also interesting about this is to me um, was when I first started learning about the chakra system in general, I mean, I don't even know what I was thinking. It was before I literally, I didn't know anything about anything. I also didn't really know how to really tap into, you know, 
just like learning all of this stuff on my own. You know, I was very much still like learning from books and like kind of taking and leaving, you know, what made sense to me, what didn't make sense to me. But for me, I didn't think. So I think, um, I think typically, and you know, I mean, I don't really know because it's been such a long time since I've actually read a book about the chakra system. But I think the crown chakra was like the chakra of connecting um, to like a higher power, whatever you want to call it. So if you wanted to call it God, source, the universe, et cetera, I think that was the chakra of like connecting to a higher power in general. So when I started to notice that like agape and the one showed up as red for me, I realized, oh my gosh, this makes the most sense to me. I ground through understanding that this world is, you know, that there is no separation. You know, I ground through understanding that since unconditional love, you know, and my understanding is all that there is, I ground through understanding that that is within everybody. And so that is what makes this world our universal family. That is what makes our universal multidimensional family. And I've used like um, people a lot as an example, because that's like very, like, that's a little bit more simple to conceptualize and to visualize, but it, it includes all forms of life, you know, from the visible to the invisible seen unseen. So that includes the plants that includes the animals that includes the spirit world. It's literally one universal family, but I'm just using people as an example somehow makes it easier to talk about, but it literally, it goes for everything. But um, yeah, my understanding of red, what makes me grounded. And so that's like a big part. Like I said earlier, um, whenever you're kind of channeling for yourself or like figuring out what something means to you, you just need to kind of pay attention to what has been the most healing for you. So going all the way back to the beginning, when I told you, you know, I didn't really understand what getting grounded meant. It was because I didn't know I had, I just, I wasn't used to, you know, paying attention to what really healed me and what really meant something to me, you know? So now getting grounded makes the most sense, you know, within the context of you, you're at home everywhere, you know, every single, you know, person, place, thing that is a member of this universal family, you know? And again, with the flame and the mirror and agape, a part of, so it's like, it has like two different layers to it. It's realizing that this world is your universal family and that also you are not separate from your universal family. You're all connected, you know? So mirror, again, you're not separate, you know, from the reflection. That reflection is you, you know? And then with the energy of the shapeshifter a little bit, you know, understanding that that is, you know, the unconditional love within you is showing up in one form. And then the unconditional love is still you. It's just showing up in a bunch of different forms. And that's what creates this family, you know? So understanding that you are a part of the family and that you are one with the family, that's what grounds me and gives me this sense of home, you know, and this sense of family. So and that's my under so that's my understanding of red. That's my understanding of home. That's my under you know home is everywhere within inside of you and outside of you. You know your family is also you know inside of you and outside of you as well. Um, so there's you can literally get grounded anywhere any at any time. You have everything is an opportunity to get grounded with the understanding that. We all have the unconditional love. We all have agape within us. So that's my quick inter introduction to red. Um, I say introduction just because, you know, again, I'm the archetypes are always revealing different dimensions, you know, to me at different times. So I'm sure there will be something that I have to add about red at another time. But this is just like a perfect way to get started, you know, in general. And just, again, stretching our concept of like, what family is, what home is, and what getting grounded is. And also just the example that that can mean so many different things to so many different people. Um, for me, I almost need the understanding of, you know, like, I don't even know how to explain this. It's so, it becomes so like interesting after a while. Um, for some people, um, believing in the universe has nothing to do or believing in um, God has nothing to do with getting grounded. For me, believing in God, believing in unconditional love, that is how I get grounded, you know, and that is how I understand, you know, the concept of home and the concept of family. So 
There's so many different ways to do it. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Um, it's all just fun. So with that, um, we're going to close out the same way that we came in. I'm just going to close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. I always say thank you, you know, to everything that has been guiding me today. And then we will close out. Okay, perfect. So I had so much fun talking about red. Um, again, red has always been a really tricky co color for me. I didn't understand what like ground, I didn't have like my own understanding of, understanding of getting grounded, home and family. And now I do, you know? So um, I always encourage you to explore all of this on your own, you know, channel your own, you know, understanding of literally everything, you know, question everything and kind of find your own way. Um, so next time, I can't wait to do another color. And with that, um, if you feel, feel free to, you know, rate, review, subscribe, that really helps in terms of podcasting. Otherwise, I will see you again next time. <laughs>